In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've been struck with increasing regularity throughout the last few years, and specifically again over the last few days, with just how strange Scripture is. This collection of texts and fragments of texts, translated and transmitted over thousands of years, across thousands of miles and scores of cultures. Imagine reading our gospel lesson without any contextual knowledge of Christianity. Strange and unheard of things have just taken place, and now a small band of comrades is barricaded in a room, gulping down fear and psychological confusion. Suddenly, a man is transported into their midst, the door still being locked, He offers these scared and scatterbrained few a double benediction of peace. He bizarrely shows them the wounds that brought about his death, though he now stands in their midst as someone more alive than anyone they've ever met. And then he breathes on them. Extra strange considering that 72 hours ago they watched this man die of asphyxiation. But now when he breathes upon them, it's not just the breath of an alive person, It's somehow the breath of life. It's an echo of that first breath of God snorted into the nostrils and lungs of the formed-up dust when man became a living being. St. Peter, no doubt, has this weird evening in his memory as he writes to the diaspora churches and reminds them, reminds us, that we have been given a new birth into a living hope through Christ's destruction of death. This is one of the other very strange things about Scripture, that no matter how removed we are historically or culturally, it still speaks with such clarity and life to our current existence. The churches St. Peter was writing to were weak, fledgling, marginal, and under persecution. St. Peter isn't ignorant of these realities, nor is he removed from them as some privileged hierarch hoping to keep the coffers full while the people starve. No, St. Peter was a man intimately familiar with weakness and marginalization. He had been shown by the Lord what he would endure in following him, and he followed him still, till he found himself hanging upside down on a cross. Yet he had been so utterly remade by the breath of the resurrected Christ, he can cry out to the sheep Christ gave him to feed, that they should rejoice, even though they've been given grief to suffer through, because it is revealing the true metal of their faith, and it clarifies the end result of that faith, the salvation of souls. Friends, I feel keenly the insanity and impossibility of finding Easter joy as we remain isolated from one another. As many of you are risking your lives in service to others, as many of you are caught under the unending dark cloud of uncertainty, I can sense your frustration and anxiety mounting as the adrenaline of pandemic wears itself down into desolation. I feel these things at the corners of my own self. And I recognize that I seem a fool for proclaiming resurrection life as the world is gripped with death. I feel foolish in my own mind. But where else and when else should this proclamation be made if not here and now? Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death. Death hath no more dominion over him, and just as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The bare fact of death is one that the world has tried to ignore to no avail. But with the eyes of faith, we see that as sure as death is, 
so much surer is the resurrection of the dead. The inheritance given to those in Christ does not reside in this world of shadow and passing. It exists in the realm of God's changelessness and therefore is untouched by economic meltdowns, viral infections, or any other effect of global panic and pandemic. Christ, the eternal God, he who is, is this inheritance, and with him there is no shadow of turning or change. God is not doing anything different than he was yesterday or last month or last year. He is still inviting you to participate in his work of bringing salvation to your souls. Your task today, in this moment, isn't to figure out a way around the limitations and fallout of pandemic and the restrictions it's placed upon all of our lives. Your task today, in this moment, is to lay down your anger, to let love fill every crevice till there is no room for fear. Your task is to offer up your world, no matter how contracted it's become, in gratitude to he who is. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Glory to Jesus Christ, who has overcome death. Amen.